Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Range Extender Podcast. We're running up with another half episode. Unfortunately, we don't have Nico here today. But Tim McMahon has recently just reported that James James Harden, talking about the Rockets, saying the Rockets are just not good enough. He loves the city. He literally has done everything he can. But he claims the situation is too crazy, and it's not something that he doesn't think can be fixed. Now, the James Harden trade talks have simmered down a lot recently, especially with everybody talking about the potential of Bradley Beal getting traded with the Wizards being trashed lately. So, I mean, I guess we're just going to have to see. For me personally, I think it's pretty difficult to see a team trade for him lately. I mean, he looks wildly out of shape. Even the commentators are noticing uh, the broadcast crew for, I can't remember which team, but uh, some team's broadcast crew said he definitely looked like he had a pregame meal. I mean, he looks very out of shape. This is one of his down seasons, especially efficiency-wise. It's just not looking good for him. So, I mean, it's just tough to see what team would want him in that situation. But um, Woj just reported just now that he's aware that the Rockets are trying their best. But, you know, a a deal isn't certain. And obviously, Houston is going to be asking for a lot. So what I've done in lieu of this episode is I went on to the ESPN trade machine and I've done every team's best chance at James Harden. So for the 29 other teams in the league, I have compiled 29 possible trades, one for each team that I could potentially do to get James Harden. First up, We have the Atlanta Hawks. So in this trade, the Atlanta Hawks would receive James Harden, obviously, and the Rockets would get back. Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, Onyeka Kongwu, Cam Reddish, uh, 2021 first round unprotected, and the Thunder, 2022 first round unprotected. Now, I would assume the motivation for this, or they could even give up John Collins in the mix instead of Capella, but... Um, just in terms of motivation, Hawks want to go win now with James, uh, with Trey Young, bring in James Harden, and uh, potentially keeping John Collins with this trade. But I, I think you would probably go instead of Capella here. But I mean, I can't really see what the point is for the uh, the, the Hawks to go do this, especially with this team already kind of having some chemistry issues that we've seen with Trey Young. And John College, I, I can only imagine it would get worse with another high, like all-time high usage guy in with James Harden coming in. So I, I don't really see how, how that would work. But um, from the Rockets' standpoint, I mean, Collins, Hunter, Kongu, Reddish, and two unprotected first rounds is quite a haul. So I could see why they would want to do it, but I just don't think this one would happen. Um, next up, we have the Boston Celtics. This one was garnering a lot of attention. Uh a little bit ago and it's where the Celtics would be getting um, James Harden obviously and then coming back to the Rockets would be Jalen Brown Marcus Smart um, a protected first in the 2021 and then a 2022 first round protection backup now uh, Jalen Brown we've talked I've heard a lot of people talk about this is it is it worth it giving up uh Jalen Brown to go get James Harden personally I would go with no especially since Jalen Brown's been improving every year of his career and then the window for Harden's tight and also he seems like a pretty uh, I don't know how to say it. he seems like a guy that would not be loyal enough to re-sign after his two-year contract he declined a 50 million dollar player option with the Rockets which is very steep so you know, it's it's hard to see, or it's also hard to tell what he would do if he ended up in Boston. And then, is it even worth it to go full on for a win now with a team that's a little younger than you like to win a championship? I think Tatum and Brown could be one of those duos that grows together throughout their entire career. They're only one year apart. It could be one of those cores that win a lot and then have a nice peak of championships if Danny Ainge builds the right team around them. 
So personally, I would hate to see uh, Jalen Brown become a Rocket, but um, I also don't think this would be possible because I think Danny Ainge wouldn't make that move. We've seen he typically isn't too keen to trade for big stars. We know this when he wouldn't go for Anthony Davis. And obviously Kyrie Irving leaving likely makes him a little more hesitant to do it now. For the Rockets, this would be another great trade they could do, getting Jalen Brown. Obviously, like for this guy, the sky's the limit. We don't really know what he could become since every year he's gotten significantly better and he's really going off this year. The third trade, another one that has been talked about a lot less than it was now. But we're going to assume Spencer Dinwiddie is available for a trade. He's really not because he's injured, but um, the Rockets would get Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Nicholas Claxton, just like as a young guy to throw in. And then a 2021 Brooklyn unprotected first. Um, where the Nets just get James Harden. I mean, for the Nets, it would be the ultimate win-now move, giving up all of their core for a big three of Kyrie, KD, James Harden. I just don't like the fit here, personally. I mean, you have two of the most dynamic scorers in the league, James and uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But what you're lacking when you give up this trade is are those role players that really round out the Brooklyn roster. And so I especially think if you give up Allen, you're just kind of stuck with what you have of Harden, DeAndre Jordan, I guess, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. These guys are pretty injury prone. I mean, right now Kyrie is away from the team because personal reasons. And, uh, I mean, Durant just came back from an Achilles. You just don't know. Like, I think there's too much that could go wrong if this trade happens. So, personally, I don't see Sean Marks and the Nets going through with this deal. And, honestly, I, I don't like what the Rockets get in return. I, d- I don't think I don't think if they're asking for so much in Houston, they would uh, go through with a trade to get Spencer Dinwiddie, an aging player. Like we know he's good, but he's not. Like, he doesn't have that potential. Karis LeVert's great, but you know he's like 26, 27, 25. You know he's kind of past that. What could he be stage and more of the we know we're gonna get. And then Nicholas Claxton. Very unproven, like barely plays if he's even played at all this season. And then that unprotected Brooklyn first that would likely not even be in the lottery if if you're giving away James Harden. So I I don't like this trade at all. Um, Number four, you have the Charlotte Hornets who would give up LaMelo Ball, P.J. Washington, Malik Monk, Terry Rozier, a 2021 first-round swap best. So... Obviously, for the Rockets, getting LaMelo Ball, one of the most dynamic rookies we've seen in a while, with his passing, rebounding, scoring. I mean, his passing vision is just amazing. Six, seven point guard. I mean, he definitely has a lot of potential. And obviously, I mean, he's a highlight factory. He will put fans in the seat. And I know for Tillman Fertitta, the, the Rockets owner, definitely needs fans in the Houston arena. Apparently, due to COVID, he's had some serious financial struggles, but... Aside from LaMelo, P.J. Washington's definitely an interesting young piece. Um, he's looking like he has potential to be a nice power forward in this league. Malik Monk is not very young anymore. One of those 2017 NBA draft guys out of Kentucky had some drug problems in the previous years. But, you know, there's a chance he could turn into something. And then Terry Rozier, who's taken a nice, a nice step this year. But... I mean, yeah, that's one of the better packages that they could get back um, for Harden. But, I mean, in terms of Charlotte, I think this this trade would also help them. I mean, I kind of see this as a win-win, but not entirely because they would have to give up Lamella Washington. Like, I mean, that's a pretty – I guess it just depends. I mean, the window for the Rockets, I mean, if they're going to do this to try to be a fifth, fourth seed, like, Sure, if that's what they want to do, but if they're really trying to become a contender, I don't think I, I don't think this trade is is worth giving up your your third overall pick in this year's draft. But I mean, I, if they believe in Harden and Hayward, like go for it. But you know, if I would if I were the Rockets, I'd probably pull the trigger on this one if it were on the table. Um, 
Next, we have Chicago. They're in a similar boat to the Hornets if they want to be a semi-competitive, like, second-round contender team, you know, trying to take a stab at maybe hinting at the conference finals. But, like, pro- like they probably won't even make it to the second round if they get Harden. But um, to get him, they would probably have to give up Levine, Patrick Williams, Daniel Gafford, Markinen, twenty and a 2022 unprotected first because they don't own their 2021. But... I mean, for the Rockets, getting Levine, who's constantly improving, maybe even an all-star this year, but also maybe not because the Bulls are just not good. Getting Patrick Williams, showing potential as a rookie. Daniel Gafford, you know, he's young, but he's not much. And then Laurie Markinen, who might be one of those um, players who young players who just kind of flourish in a different situation. And then even though he's going to be a free agent this year, he'll be restricted and Houston will have the bird rights. But, I mean, this is a decent this is a decent haul uh, for the Rockets, but I guess they definitely have to take a flyer on a couple of these guys, not necessarily knowing what they're going to turn out to be. You know, they're not necessarily a sure, a sure thing as much as um, some of the other candidates we've seen in these uh, trade returns. But I don't know. I, I also don't see the potential of this one getting uh, getting pulled off. So I, I would I would keep it in the back of your mind if you want to think maybe uh, maybe the Bulls are approaching the eighth seed this year and they want they want to make that playoff run to where they could be a sixth seed, take a stab at the second round. But I, I don't think their motivation is as strong as some of the other teams in the league. Um, number six. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're, I think they're honestly the same as the Bulls, the Hornets, except the only difference with this team is that the Cavs, I believe, are definitely overachieving this season. And with that, they they maybe want to have the potential to compete. They're 5-7. and seven. They've been missing Garland and Sexton for a few games now. With them, they were a top team in the East. They're 29th in offense and first in defense. So they bring in one of the best offensive players in the league. I'm not saying that they're going to be an amazing team. But, you know, if, if you're the GM of the Cavs and, and you see that you're the 29th offense and you have the best defense, you're definitely licking your lips at this deal, especially if you're a team trying to find an identity after LeBron leaves. You want to make it back to the playoffs. You want to be competitive. You know, maybe you could try and take a stab at James Harden, but what they would, what I would assume they'd have to give up is a package of Kevin Love, hasn't played yet, but he's a competitive guy. Maybe, maybe they would want him. Kevin Porter Jr., a young, interesting player, hasn't really been proven. Colin Sexton, who's been great this year, looking like a true star uh, in the making. Showing a lot of Donovan Mitchell qualities is a short two guard, can't really defend, but really has a knack for scoring. And then uh, the Cavs 2021 and 23 unprotected first round picks, which would definitely be very enticing for a team like the Rockets. If you're trying to look for a rebuild, if you're trying to take a stab at it uh, at the number one pick especially since you don't know if Harden will even want to be there. And by 2023, he might be a free agent, not be on the Cavs. So this team could definitely go down the train if Harden leaves them, assuming they get them. So, I mean, yeah, for the Cavs, they'd just be a small market team going star hunting. And, I mean, for the Rockets, Sexton is not, not a bad return. Number seven, here's a team I really, like... I would just pray doesn't go for James Harden, and that's the Pistons. They probably won't do this deal, and now that um, Killian Hayes is injured, I don't think this deal would be possible. But um, so the Rockets would have to take on Blake Griffin, Killian Hayes, 2023-2025 unprotected first from the Pistons. A 2021 second rounder from LA of uh, the Lakers, a Raptors 2021 second round, and then a second round 2023 swap w- worse with the Cavs. So obviously this isn't really one of the 
the better trade packages that we've been looking at, but at this point, this is all the Pistons really have to offer. Um, I, the salary doesn't work where they can throw them a guy like them boy or anything like that, that in the mix, but you know, they can make their offer at this, I guess. But I mean, for the Pistons, you're doing this whole rebuild thing. Well, I mean, at least you're trying really. What's the point of getting a guy like Harden to carry you to the, like, uh, 10th, 9th, or 8th seed. I, I don't see it, but if that's what Detroit wants to do, that's what Detroit wants to do. Maybe they want to get rid of Griffin. I don't know. But they would get James Harden and Chris Clemens in this deal. Chris Clemens uh, recently tore his Achilles, so I I don't necessarily know how 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 uh, easily this deal would be done, but I, I don't think it would. Here's a team that I didn't consider as a potential candidate to get James Harden. But once I really started working out these trades, I, I thought it was pretty intriguing. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I think I think the Pacers is a team that could potentially make a move for, uh, for James Harden, even though they don't usually do these deals for these big stars. Uh, they usually give them away, like Paul George. But in this deal, the Pacers would get Harden. Daniel House and P.J. Tucker, and the Rockets would get a 2022-2024 swap best deal, uh, first-round picks from the Pacers. They would get Victor Oladipo, Miles Turner, and Jalen McHugh. With this deal, I think it would probably have to be a result of Oladipo wanting out. We've seen signs that he might not want to return to the Rockets. He hasn't entirely looked like his former self before his quad injury since he got hurt, but he's still looking like a competitive player, although taking a backseat, backseat to DeMontis Sabonis this season. Um, the Pacers would also probably be tired of Miles Turner at this point. They tried giving him to the Celtics, but the Celtics didn't want him and instead took on, um, instead the Celtics took on uh, Tristan Thompson and opted for that. Uh, trade exception that they got for giving Jordan Hayward to uh, to the Hornets. And then I think the only way the Rockets would do this is if they're kind of, I guess they're kind of out of options, but they take on Oladipo, they take on Miles Turner, and I think with a core of Christian Wood, who's looking like a most improved player this year, Oladipo, Miles Turner, and the rest of the guys they got on that roster, John Wall, I think this team could be pretty competitive, and I think this would be a fun young team to watch. I think they would at least pass a lot in that uh, James Silas offense. That uh, looks pretty good with all the passing they've been doing, but I don't know. This trade seems unrealistic, but I think it would be an interesting one if it went down. I think it could definitely happen if the stars align and things fall into place, but not necessarily the number one on the docket. Um, trade number nine, Miami Heat and the Houston Rockets. This was a deal that way earlier in the offseason slash early season was a potential to happen, but then it was shot down because apparently they weren't willing, up giving, willing to give up Tyler Hero, but um, in this hypothetical trade, they do. So the Heat would get James Harden, Daniel House, and the Rockets will get 2025 swap best first rounder because the Heat don't really own a lot of their own picks. Um, the Rockets would also get Tyler Hero, rookie standout, and he's looking pretty good. Precious Achua, Duncan Robinson, Chris Silva, Kelly Olenek, and uh, Andre Iguodala. I mean, I guess this is the Heat taking advantage of their championship window, but I mean, how how much can a team of Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and James Harden, and just like random filler players do for you. I don't necessarily know, because especially we have ball dominant guys like Jimmy, like Goron who would still be there, like, um, like Bam. They're giving up these players that don't necessarily need the ball at all times, especially like a Duncan Robinson, like a Kelly Olynyk, like an Iguodala. Uh, I think we really, we really underestimate how important role players are in this league and I just don't think a team of Goran Dragic at the one, Harden at the two, Jimmy at the three, Mo Harkless at the four, and Bam at the five 
I mean, I think that's a great starting lineup, but once you're on your bench, they're really going to have to look for look look to a guy like Gabe Vincent. Maybe even Udonis Haslam might have to play. I just I just don't I just don't see it on the Heat side of doing this because a guy like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Precious, Kelly, Iguodala, I think they're all extremely important rotational pieces that help them make it to the finals. You know, it's not just Jimmy. They all have to sit on the bench at one point. And I, I just don't think there's enough enough like time with the ball to go around for these guys, especially if Harden gets there. I, I, I also don't know if he would fit in with the heat culture that they have with James Harden wanting to pull all the strings with Houston, wanting to do everything, canceling practices, partying when he's supposed to be at training camp. That would not fly in Miami. I, I just don't think he would. I don't think he would be a good fit there, and I especially don't think that he would enjoy it once he is there, unless they win a championship, which I I don't see. But the Rockets, on the Rockets side, I mean, I'm really high on Tyler Hero. I picked him to be a most improved candidate this year, not the I did, yeah, like I said, I didn't pick him to be the winner for most improved, but I mean... Um, he, he took a step back and to be honest, he's not, well, not a step back, but he's just not what we saw in the bubble, not what we thought he would be. Same with Miles, uh, Jamal Murray, another guy I really thought would be a most improved candidate this year. Didn't take that next step from the bubble to being consistently how he was, but Tyler Hero, people still value him. Duncan Robinson, one of the most valuable role players in the league. I think with this trade, the Rockets would just get some nice young players and vets and role players. But, you know, since there's not a lot of picks to go around in Miami, I don't see this as a strong possibility, despite the rumors. So the 10th trade we have up is the Milwaukee Bucks, another team that James Harden put on his list of potential destinations. There is no chance this one happens. Giannis already said he doesn't like James Harden. He definitely told the front office he doesn't want him there. So, I, I mean, he can put whatever team he wants on his list. It doesn't mean they have to trade for him. But I think the move they would make would be extremely win now. I think the fit with Giannis and Harden would be Kobe and Shaq-esque. But I think they would have to give up some serious players. And with their their uh, lackluster depth as it is, I just don't know. And I think that's a story for a lot of these trades for me. I just don't know if giving up all this depth is worth it for James Harden, especially since he's not necessarily the best player in the playoffs. But, I mean, if, uh, I think the Rockets would have to obtain Chris Middleton, DJ Wilson, Dante DiVincenzo, D- Jalen Adams, Sam Merrill, a 2021 unprotected first and a future second to make this deal happen. And they would give up James Harden and Daniel House. I think Daniel House is a really good player. I think he could fit in or fill in Chris Middleton's spot as that starting small forward there. He doesn't provide, obviously, anywhere near the production of Chris Middleton. But I think he could be a solid contributor and defender in that starting spot. But I think giving up Middleton and DiVincenzo would be a pretty big deal for the uh, for the Bucks. And I, I just don't know if without those two, Harden can carry the load all by himself. But uh, Giannis already said this wasn't a possibility. So, I, I mean, it's probably not going to happen. But, I mean, with Middleton, I think the Rockets could still remain competitive. Middleton, Christian would reunion. But, you know, like I said, this probably won't happen. Speaking of trades that won't happen, next up we have the Knicks. So, in order to get James Harden, the Knicks would have to give up R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, two two standout players for the Knicks right now. Also one and two in minutes played per game in that Thibodeau offense. Dennis Smith Jr. At this point, I think Dennis Smith Jr.'s seen his better years. Unfortunately, I think his potential has also run out. We kind of know what we're going to get with him at this point. Uh, they probably have to take on Mitchell Robinson. And a 2021 unprotected first from the Mavericks that was a part of that Porzingis deal. And then, I mean, if the Knicks did this, I mean, 
I don't even know. I, the, right now, the Knicks are 500, looking like they might take a stab at the 8th seed, ninth or 10th seed, getting that play-in, getting the playoffs. But obviously with Harden, they would be bet a lot better with Thibodeau playing him the entire game. But, I mean, what would the Knicks be doing if they did this? The, the Knicks, I mean, at this point, I don't really even see them having a future. I hope they don't even consider this and just get rid of Julius Randle at the deadline while his stock is high for some young pieces. I would love to see them rebuild and organically make it to the playoffs, but the Knicks do love to go star hunting, and they've been unsuccessful so many times. Maybe this one could change change the tide for them. But, I mean, even with Harden, it's hard to see the Knicks doing well like it's not like it's not like a team of James Harden Austin Rivers and like I don't know Kevin Knox is going to make it that far in the playoffs they're not going to take down a Sixers they're not going to take down a Pacers I mean they could give the Magic a run for their money but like I, I mean that's about it moving on to the Magic a team I view pretty in pretty close regards with teams like the Cavs, the Hornets, the Bulls, like I mentioned earlier. It's one of those teams, maybe not necessarily the best, don't really have too much going for them, haven't won in a while, want to take that stab at making it for the fifth seed perhaps. But um, in order to get James Harden, probably the Rockets would have to give away, or the, uh, the Magic would have to give away, Aaron Gordon, rookie Cole Anthony, Alfred Kaminu, Mo Bamba, who hasn't even played the season, and two future first-round picks, probably a 2021 and 2023. For the Magic, if they did this deal, um, I think it's hard to see this deal be possible now that Markel Fultz has gone down uh, with that ACL injury. He's out for the season. I, I, I don't see this happening now that he's gone down. But I think before this might have been possible, if they had a lineup of Fultz, uh, Fultz, Harden, Jonathan Isaac, if he came back, Evan Fournier, maybe running some three, and then Vucevic at the center. Vucevic has been looking like an MVP candidate this year. I I think they could be one of those contending teams with Vucevic, with Harden, especially since Vucevic not. Uh, isn't necessarily that number one guy, but he's been playing like it. Uh, he's one of those all-time magic guys. I think he would e- like, he would easily take the step back for James Harden, and I think they would fit really well together because Vucevic is an outside game. He has a nice pick-and-roll game, pick-and-pop game. This is a team I watch all the time. This is a team I've studied very closely for the past years, and one thing I always hope that this team would do is get one of those lead guards with high usage. I wanted them to trade for Chris Paul this offseason. I wanted them to trade for Russell Westbrook uh, the year before he went to the Rockets. I wanted to see them get C.J. McCollum when those rumors were going on. It's just with this team, they make so many bad decisions, giving away Tobias Harris for nothing, giving away Oladipo and Sabonis for Serge Ibaka, who turned into Terrence Ross. It's just with a team that makes so many bad decisions, never can really put the pieces together after the Dwight Howard trade. I would just love to see them get James Harden. But unfortunately, one, I don't think the package coming back to Houston would be tempting enough or good enough for their new general manager to want that to happen, especially when your new general manager, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name right now, but when your new general manager and your star is asking to leave, you want to make a home run on your trade. And I I just wouldn't consider Mo Bamba, Aaron Gordon, Cole Anthony to be that home run. But as an Orlando fan, I think it would be an amazing couple of years with James Harden if he, if he ended up in Orlando. Now, this is the trade that at first I thought was most likely to happen. But now, now I don't see it as much. But I think... The 76ers is definitely still a contender with Daryl Morey just having joined them, maybe looking to get back his former number one guy. They would have to give up 
Ben Simmons and another throw-in for salary. Um, for this example, I put in Matisse Thybulle. He was close enough in. And then the Sixers would just straight up get Harden. For the Sixers, this would be a full all-in move. Giving away Ben Simmons, one of those one of the most promising young players in the game. Everybody is high on Ben Simmons, whether um, whether you think he'll develop that three or not. I think right now he's at his floor. I, I don't think he's going to get any worse than how he is right now. And that's an all-NBA defender, on and off, all-NBA guy, just overall and perennial all-star. I think he's an important part to the 76ers. But the thing that's usually questioned is his fit with Joel Embiid. He's not, he's not necessarily a shooter. And I think James Harden would fit well with Embiid in that Kobe Shaq model like um, we had with Giannis and Harden. So I think he would love to go to this team. He would love to stay on this team with Daryl, with that organization, kind of morphing to the Rockets he used to love. But I think for the Sixers, you don't want to do that. I don't think the Sixers would want to give up Ben Simmons. I don't think they'd want to give up the core that Sam Hinkie died for. And I really just don't think this would go down because of Harden's age. He's 31. Simmons is 23 or 24. I don't think the timelines would fit with a 25-year-old Embiid because we have to prepare for life after Harden. If you give away Ben Simmons and then Harden ages pretty poorly, which is a strong potential since he's been out of shape, he doesn't necessarily get injured a lot, but he has played a lot of games and a lot of games in the playoffs. So you're adding all those games up. I don't think he's going to age well. And so when he goes into his age 33, 34, 35 season, how would him and Embiid play with Embiid coming into his prime? I don't see the timeline working out. And it's the same thing with the Celtics. If you have these two superstar players that are dragging you to the playoffs and they're young, I, I really am just on the team of keeping them together rather than spreading them apart. So, um... I don't know what you guys think about this trade, if you love it, if you hate it. But for me personally, I would I would not like to see Harden in a Sixers uniform. Now, here's a trade I think probably won't go down. But I think if it did, it would be pretty beneficial for one side. And then I think this is another trade with the Raptors that could potentially be one of Masai Ujiri's go-all-in-for-Kawhi-Leonard moment. I don't think he did go all in for Kawhi Leonard at that point, though. Giving up the Rosen, who, I mean, at that point, had had sold them in the playoffs year after year. They gave up Jakob Pertl, one of those guys on the Raptors bench mob with Pascal Van Vliet that was so respected throughout the whole league. And then they gave up a first-round pick that uh, I think turned out to be Luka Shamanich. But, you know, that's not really a strong package. And I think, I think the Raptors are going to have to give up a lot more this time around to get that guy. So they would have to give up Lowry, which I don't see happening because I think the only trade that would end up happening for Lowry would be a legacy move or if he understands and he's taking the torch to go get James Harden. But I don't know how eager he'd be to go back to Houston. They'd have to give up Ananobi, a young guy everybody's been high on and hasn't... Um, Hasn't exactly stepped into the role people thought he would this season. Stanley Johnson, he's not as, he's he's not really a young guy anymore, but he's just kind of a guy a guy at this point. And then they'd have to give up 2021, 23 unprotected first, and an unprotected second. I mean, for the Rockets, getting those picks is nice, especially with the Raptors sitting at I think 14th, 15th, 13th in the East right now looking not looking good at all and then I mean I don't know if the Rockets would would even want this package in return with an aging Lowry making 30 million a year but I think this is his last year so I guess you can consider him an expiring but after what's happening now like who who wants to go to Houston I, I don't know where that salary dump would he help them um and I, I, I guess they just have to be really high on Ananobi for this one. 
And then for the Raptors, I mean, a core of Siakam, who's seemingly found his legs uh, so far this season after a bad start, had a triple-double last night. But I guess if they still believe in Siakam, giving him Harden would be a nice kind of a nice draw away from Siakam in terms of usage and get a nice uh, duo there. But it's, it's probably not going to happen then. But if they wanted to, I, I mean, I guess it can go through. But for the Rockets, that's not even necessarily a rebuild. That's just like a full dump. And you can take the picks, but they'd probably have to be pretty desperate to pull this one off. Same with the Raptors. Now, this is a trade next up that I'm sure would probably break the league. This one would have to be a full backward swap. Um... The Wizards would get James Harden, and they would have Russell Westbrook and James Harden in Washington. And the Rockets would get Bradley Beal to combine him back with John Wall. And they would also bring in Roy Hachimura, second-year guy out of Gonzaga. Hasn't looked too good to start off his career, but, you know, there's still hope there. And Isaac Bongo, just he's just kind of one of the guys. But if this went through... It would just, I think that the Woj tweet would be the most liked tweet of all time. There's no way this happens, but it would be really fun to see. Um, and I, I guess the Rockets would pick up a young guy and much more in return. But no, I'm just going to say no on this one. We'll move on to the Mavs. Um, I don't like the idea of a James Harden-Luka Doncic backcourt. I think they're pretty similar in how they play. I think it would be devastating to have them there. I just don't know how they would work together. Both high usage, step back, draw foul type of guys. They're a lot of a kind of, if you're a role player, just stand and watch type of guys. And I don't know if either of those players would want to be one of those stand and watch players. So the Mavericks would ha- would give up James Johnson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Tyrell Terry, Josh Green, and 2022-25 uh, unprotected first and then two future seconds. I think this is probably one of the worst returns that the Rockets would get. The only thing that's really valuable there are those picks they would get, but like, it's not, it's, it's nothing special, but I, I, I don't know if I, I like the fit of Luca and Harden, but I think it would be an absolutely devastating backcourt. It would be complete insanity if that one went down. 17, Nuggets. Another team on James Harden's list. Another team that I thought had a potential of going down. Now, not so much. With Michael Porter Jr. being out for as long as he's been out, I don't know if this trade can go through, but the Rockets would have to give up Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Will Barton, unprotected first in 2021 and 25. I don't like the fit of Harden and Jokic. Similarly to Harden and Luka, I think Jokic is just like so magical in the way he he runs that offense distributes the ball I just think Harden would pretty much ruin that so I wouldn't like to see this trade happen but I think it is still potentially likely but I think for a lot of things with this front office you just have to examine your roster look at your championship window and wonder if it's the right move especially with the uh the Nuggets right now they're overperforming and they're young with Jokic with Murray with Porter Jr. I think they just let their guys grow and ride this one out. Um, next up is the Warriors. Please don't let this trade happen. Clay, Harden, Draymond, and Steph would just be ridiculous. Obviously, I, I, I really don't know how you could guard this team. If they had a starting lineup, um, they'd get P.J. Tucker. So I, I don't know how you could guard a team of Curry, Harden, Thompson, Traymond, and PJ. I mean, you could have Harden just handling the ball, Curry running off screens, Clay running off screens, and then Draymond playmaking with PJ in the corner. That would be ridiculous. But um, the Warriors would have to give up Eric Pascal, James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, um, the 2021 Timberwolves top three first round protected pick that they got from giving away D'Angelo Russell. But 
I mean, if they did that, it would just be ridiculous. I I think the Warriors would probably be a lock at the title. And, I mean, the Rockets would get a pretty nice young package, depending on how high people are on Wiggins at this point. I think, I think he's like 26, 27 now, maybe 25. So, you know, it might be done for Wiggins. But depending on how you think about that one, I mean, go for it. <laughs> so the two L.A. teams are the only two teams that it is impossible for them to get Harden with the cap unless you give up Kawhi or Paul George, AD, or LeBron in the mix. So we're just going to skip over them. 21, we have the Grizzlies. They'd have to give up Jaron, Justice Winslow, Gorgie Dang, Grayson Allen in a 2021 and 23 unprotected first here. I don't see this trade end ever going through because I, I think the heart of the Rockets would be asking for Ja, uh, Ja Moran here, and I just think he's untouchable. Same with Jaron Jackson at the same time. So I, I really just don't ever see this trade going through, and I also think the Grizzlies would would lose their like would would have to lose their mind, lose all sense of reality if they wanted to go get James Harden. I think they just really need to let let it let the team sit as it is and just grow. Jaron and Ja together. I personally think they could be a definitely a contender in a few years and make a multiple title runs with that core. I really like the fit. I really like both players and I think they have great potential. So I would hate to see a team kind of just ruin themselves like that. So I'm I'm just not gonna think about that one. Timberwolves. They give up D'Angelo Russell, splitting him from his best friend Anthony Towns. I don't see that happening. Anthony Edwards, first overall pick in the draft. I mean, I also don't really see that happening. And then a 2023 swap best. That's a nice young return for the Rockets. Good package, but I think I think the tip is pretty much the same as, as uh, the Grizzlies would have to lose their mind if they did that. Russell's still young. Carl Towns is still young. I think they would want to stay in Minnesota together. Anthony Edwards was just the first overall pick. I, I don't think they would waste waste this young potential on a trade like that. But I think the Rockets would. I think the Rockets would definitely take this. Trade number 23, we have the Pelicans. So they would have to take on James Harden, Kenyon Martin, and Ben McElmore. And uh, the only way to keep Zion and Ingram would be to give a lot of picks. So they'd have to give up J.J. Redick, Kira Lewis Jr., Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, Lakers 2024 first, 2024 swap best with Fox from the Pelicans, and a 2022 Pelicans unprotected. So that's three first-round picks. Kira Lewis, J.J. Redick, Lonzo Ball, and Eric Bledsoe. I guess the, I guess the Pelicans would want to take a shot at the title here. And then I guess the Rockets would want to just take the picks. But this one is just kind of one of those that doesn't really make a lot of sense for both sides. This is one of those where either either the Pelicans are overperforming with these guys, underperforming uh, that are in the trade, or the Rockets have no other choice. Here's another one of those trades where it's like, well, this team has absolutely lost their mind, and that would be the Thunder. Uh, Sam Presti would pretty much have to go into an insane asylum after this one, completely erasing everything he did in bringing Harden back to OKC. And he'd have to give up Horford, Ariza, and all those picks that he valued so highly. A 2021 Heat Swap Best with Rockets. So they'd get their trade back. They'd get their pick back, and which would just turn into the Heat pick. 2021 Thunder Unprotected. 2022 Clippers unprotected. 2023 swap. That's with Thunder via Clippers. So that's one, two, three, four first round picks. They could even throw in more for James Harden. But there's there's no point on for for this trade for the Thunder. So I'm just gonna skip it. A team that wants to lose, I really just hope they don't end up doing that. So um trade number twenty-five. We have the Suns. Now this is one of those lose-your-mind type of trades. I think the Rockets would lose their mind if they did. They would bring back their, their pal Chris Paul and take on rookie Jalen Smith, 10th pick in the draft, underperformed, 
Cam Johnson, nice piece on that overperforming Suns team that I think might be here to stay. And a 2021-2024 unprotected first. I think Chris Paul is so valuable to to the, uh, the, the Suns with the way he distributes the ball, gets everybody involved, that James Harden would kind of ruin that entire flow with his dribble out the shot clock and then get fouled type of play style. So I really wouldn't like that. And then the Suns would also get P.J. Tucker. Like, nice, he's just a throw-in. He wouldn't really do much with that team, but he'd come back to Phoenix where he used to play. I, I just don't see this one happening. Same with pretty much all the other ones on this back end. Here's one I do think potentially could happen, and that's the Trailblazers. I think they value C.J. McCollum a little too much as a piece on that team, as a loyalty guy. He is playing really well this season, so they might not want to give him up, but they would have to give him up alongside Gary Trent Jr., Zach Collins, who's injured again, Anthony Simons, and a swap best in 2022. I think this would be a nice haul for the Rockets if they want to stay competitive, but not necessarily young for a rebuild. And then for the Blazers, this would just be a full send move. They'd take on Kenny Mar Jr., David Waba, James Harden. I mean, that's just if, if they want to fully make a run at the championship. With a core of Harden, um, of Harden, Lillard, Nurkic, Covington, Hodney Hood, Derek Jones Jr., I think that would make the Blazers an extremely scary team, even though they gave up Gary Trent Jr. If any Simons, I, I don't think it would matter. I think they would have a nice, deep team with this. I, I think this team would be a championship lock. Here's another lose-your-mind type of deal, the Kings. Uh, the Kings would give up Tyrese Halliburton, Marvin Bagley III, Harrison Barnes, and their 2023 unprotected first. This would just be an extremely ill-advised trade. I think if if the Kings went through with this, I think the Kings would just be clowned endlessly. I I don't I wouldn't say James Harden can single-handedly carry a team to the playoffs. Darren Fox here. I think the Rockets would be pretty happy to get Tyrese Halliburton looking like a great rookie. Marvin Bagley a third. Maybe a change of scenery is what is what he needs after his dad sponsored a trade request but you know this is just one of those where we're just going to move on there's really no point another team has to lose their mind trade here second to last trade of the pod san antonio spurs so here they would have to give up dejounte murray demar rosen two unprotected picks in 2021 and 2023 and a swap best in 2025 in return they would get james the Spurs would actually have to lose their mind on this. I don't even remember a time where the Spurs have made a move in the middle of the season. I don't remember when they've ever given up all their picks. I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember them making bad decisions typically, so I really don't see this one coming at all. But maybe the Rockets are high on uh, on DeJounte Murray. They get three first rounders and maybe DeMar DeRozan's expiring contract is something they're interested in. So I think the Rockets would be happy with this one. But I really just, I just pray the Spurs don't do this. I don't, I don't even think they make the playoffs. Um, and the last trade of the pod is a trade that I would really like to see. I think it would be so fascinating to see how this team would do. And that would be the Utah Jazz. So if the Utah Jazz snagged James Harden and Daniel House, they would likely have to give up Joe Ingles, Mike Conley, Three first-round picks, 2021, 23, and 25 unprotected. 21 and 23 unprotected second. I think this this trade would be hilarious. I think it would be great for the... I don't know if it would be great for the league, but it would be great for me to watch. A team with Harden, Donovan, Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Boyan Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, just battling it out, full sending a ring, giving up their entire future. doesn't matter. Just get what they get and live with the results after that with that core. I think this team, I wouldn't make this team a championship lock like I would make the Blazers, but I really think this team would be a conference finals lock, if not finals lock. I think they could give the Lakers a run for their money, honestly. But, I mean, I, I don't know. 
I don't know if the Jazz would want to give up all their picks, especially they just brought a new owner who looks like he wants to build things for the future rather than win now in what I listened from him on the Woj pod. But I just think this would be a crazy trade. I think a lot of these Harden trades would be crazy. And I think wherever he goes, there's going to be a giant reaction. And I I just think where if James Harden's traded this season, it's really going to shake up the, shake up the league. But that's what sucks because a lot of these trades aren't perfect. Not a lot of these trades really stick out. And I've done them for every single team. And there hasn't necessarily been a front-runner trade here that's made me say, okay, this is a lock for both teams. This is going to happen. The other team would want to do this. Because I think a lot of teams are happy where they are right now. And especially with COVID, there's a lot of unpredictability. So I think we're going to have to wait and see. This might be a deadline type of thing. And I think a trade that gets hard at the deadline might not be looking to contend in their first year. Which might not be something James Harden wants to do. But... Thank you guys so much for sitting with me through these 51, 52-odd minutes of talking about James Harden. If you're still here, I really appreciate it. And this just in, John Wall just commented on James Harden's comments. It's only been nine games. You want to jump off the cliff after nine games? So I, I think the Rockets still want Harden to stay. So I think that's the trade I'm looking at the most. Well, not trade, just the transaction. I think keeping him is the move for the Rockets. I think if Harden buys in, they could still remain competitive. And I think the play here is to hold on to them. And I think that's what's going to happen. But it might not. So, And I know everybody listening has their own opinion. So let me know what you think. Do you think he's going to get traded? If so, where do you think he's going to go? And that has been episode or volume seven of the Range Center podcast. Thank you so much for listening, guys.